Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Objective, brought to you by the Ayn Rand Center UK, where we apply the practical philosophy of objectivism to everything. We are in day 128 of the war in Gaza, and we are applying this philosophy of objectivism to that war. It's unprecedented content, so I suggest you like and subscribe and spread this around because you're not going to hear what we are saying anywhere else in the world. And yet what we are saying can change the world. Uh, so right now, we are in the midst of a final push in Gaza. Uh, the IDF is supposed to uh, invade Rafah, which is uh, the remaining stronghold of uh, Hamas. Uh, there are, I think, at least four battalions of Hamas uh, residing in this uh, area, and also 1.4 million Palestinian refugees. Of course, this has started a massive uh, protest on the part of many nations, not the least of which is the United States, because they have all lost their minds. And the humanitarian crisis they all fear will ensue from this, uh, they want to avoid, and they are calling for um, more and more strongly for a ceasefire. So far, Netanyahu has been holding a strong line, claiming that this invasion must happen and that the invasion... Uh, that the war cannot have any other end but the complete and total destruction of Hamas. I agree with most of that. Of course, I have other thoughts, and I'm sure uh, Mr. Ginsburg, the uh, the behind-the-scenes lord himself, now joining me, will have even many more thoughts than I. Razi, how are you? I'm good, Mark. How are you? You know, I've been off Twitter for two and a half days. I feel fantastic because of it. Um, every once in a while, I go on there just just to see what the hell is going on. And I am inundated by pro-Palestinian uh, feeds, victim-begging, shaming, uh, attempting to shame the West into stopping this uh, conflict. And it's it's not just one or two. It's the entire feed. It's as if these people are... Uh, they are waging a, a, a PR campaign, but they appear to be winning because I see very little opposition to it. Yeah, they are winning the PR campaign, and you can expect bigger wins in that campaign uh, if if this ground operation happens. Yeah, you mentioned Netanyahu is uh, uh, sort of at least rhetorically he's he's uh, you know good on this. He said something to the effect of uh, people who want us. To, um, to want a ceasefire or want us not to go into Rafa, um, they essentially want us to lose, which is true. Uh, if if Hamas isn't destroyed, that was the goal that Israel set publicly uh, at the start of the war. Hamas still exists after the war. Israel has lost. There's no there's no other way to to look at it now. Um, so there's there's different uh, aspects to this operation. There's uh, first of all, is it going to happen? Then uh, what kind of operation will it be? Uh, it's it's certainly not going to be the kind of operation that I would like to see. Where uh, I I think if it, if it does happen, um, many Israeli soldiers would die. Uh, and and with Western pressure and Netanyahu being the kind of person who, um, you know, who folds under pressure, you can expect to see less of the effective uh, type of military action and more of the um, type of action that puts Israeli soldiers at, 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 uh, at risk. Um, 
but yeah, uh, so so not going in is not an option. Um, and going in is is an option, of course, is is what uh, needs to be done. But uh, how it's done will be will be very important. By the way, a ground operation not only is is worse for Israel because soldiers die and because it is um, less effective. It's also, um, it, you know, it's it's worse for Israel. I think in a way, um, as far as the PR campaign goes, because the Palestinians will have many of those images that they uh, that they like to use, um, you know, that they can use in, in Western media. And of course, the Western media will lap it up. The Palestinians will have those images irrespective of what the Israelis do. If the Israelis were to go in there and quote unquote carpet bomb, which they're being accused of doing now, even though they don't do it, they're being accused of indiscriminate violence now, even though they don't do it. Um, you'd think that would make the leadership say, well, anything we do is going to be considered indiscriminate. So we might as well opt on the side of defending, uh, protecting IDF soldiers' lives and the lives of the Israeli citizens and dispatching this cancer in the region with a, a, as quickly as possible. And I'm sorry to say, with as much suffering on the part, I, when I see these, this is going to sound terrible to lots of people out there who don't share our, our moral convictions. But when I see these people crying and, and destitute, uh, I, I think this is very good for you. This is very good for you. You need to understand that your ideology has brought you here. But that integration isn't happening, Razi. The world isn't allowing that integration to happen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think I mentioned this. Uh, There's this video that went kind of viral of a Palestinian uh, saying to Israeli troops, you know, we want you to stay here. We want you to to finish the job and, and all that. And people were saying, look, there are, there are Palestinians who are on the right side of this. I was less impressed with that because, again, I, I'm I'm watching that and I'm thinking, well, you know, where were you up until October 7th when Hamas, you know, made no secret of the fact that they want to kill all the Jews in the Middle East? Um, where were you after October 7th? I mean, you had time to deal with it yourself. So if you're complaining about the um, uh, the, the way Gaza looks after Israel's operation, and, and at least even if you're acknowledging that it's Hamas's fault, um, this is something you should have uh, acted to prevent. And, and if you didn't, you know, it's, um, it's too is bad. There any, is there any part of you, though, that understands the fear that somebody like that person might have confronting a savage organization like Hamas? I mean, I remember that video. That guy was an old man. Um, so it's certainly old and infirm. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, age and infirmity makes me give less of a shit <laughs> But, you know, I can, under I can certainly understand somebody's fear standing up to people who would kill him with, without it's, even a, it's, hesitating. It's, it's terrifying. But look, if you find yourself in a terrifying situation, you can you can decide, OK, I, I'm going to uh, I'm going to make a conscious decision to freeze and not actually act. Uh, or you can say I, I'm you know, I'm going to find a way to uh, make this not something that's a part of my life. And, and again, one way I think I personally, the way I would probably choose is to escape. Um, so they could have they could have done that. Um, they didn't. They were they were safe. They felt safe enough under Hamas to not act, to not um, 
to not run away, to not actively oppose. Well, we the don't regime. know. We're, ma we're, we're making that presumption, and it may be a correct presumption. You know, he may not have the resources to escape. I don't know what kind of resources that takes. He may not have the intelligence to escape because I don't know how deeply in, embedded, uh, you know, uh, um, Hamas's intelligence is that they could suss somebody like that out, you know, and or, and or he may have people there he can't or can't leave, doesn't doesn't want to leave alone. Uh, there's the, uh, there's there's things that make me feel sympathy for the guy, but I don't think he's representative of the population at large. Yeah, um, I I agree. He's not representative of the population, but even in in his case, I mean, like you like you said, he's he he wasn't young. You know, he he had enough time in his life. Again, if you're if you're in that situation, the only thing you should care about is uh, not being in that situation anymore, and that means either dedicating your life to escaping that's your only goal in life and and then you do figure it out or dedicating your life to to fighting the regime uh not you know saying okay i'm gonna sit back let this happen and uh and then if uh if, if i suffer the consequences then i'm gonna um switch sides but um, yeah, you, you mentioned something about uh, the the images that Israel will, will deal with. I think I mentioned that as well. So, yeah, uh, Israel is more on the PR defensive than uh, as it is in the, as it always is. And so I think one of the main reasons why they're not going to carpet bomb the area is because they want when the, when those images, whatever images are, are going to be out there, get out there and the media talks about it they want to keep having that excuse of saying look we're the world's most moral army we do more than anybody else to um uh prevent civilian casualties which is true the, the second part of that um and and yeah i think this is a, this, so this is this is israel's uh uh modus operandi we see it I, I agree with you, and it's terrible. But let's define, in objectivist terms, what a moral army would would actually be like, because people don't seem to understand that. You know, you got the you got the libertarians who are anti-war. They, they completely don't understand why a war may be a necessity for a state to engage in, um, and are against all war. Um, including the the, the type uh, of the defensive war. So it's clearly Israel sacrificing their soldiers to to make a good show, altruistic show of things on the world stage does not make them moral. What makes them moral? What would make them moral? I mean, in my view, a, a moral army is, a, is an army that acts militarily only when, when they have to. Um, and when they have to, they do it in the way that is most effective to the people. They it's it's their mission to defend, and and so they they win the war, uh, eliminate the threat as quickly as possible with as few um, civilians and soldiers on on their side dying, and then a few as, as few resources as possible uh, used. But that I think is is very secondary when you're defending your life. Um, so that's what we, we also have to add. Yes, they they don't initiate force; they respond to it. But they are an army that is protecting institutions that defend individual rights. So I, you know, I think that else also has to be an element in this equation. And when they do it, they have to do it without apology. 
There is there, no quarter to the enemy until the enemy completely capitulates. Yeah, I mean, if you if you uh, think you need to apologize, then maybe you shouldn't be at war in the first place. If, if you know, don't don't do something that you think is wrong and requires an apology. And um, uh, yeah, in in this case, I think obviously Israel is uh, is is right to fight the war, not necessarily right in the way it's fighting the war, but absolutely uh, should not be apologizing. And um, look, Israeli Israeli public opinion on this has shifted. Uh, quicker than I thought it would from, you know, completely everybody being united around the goal of uh, destroying Hamas. And of course, the hostage situation is something that's uh, very troubling to Israelis. And that has become, uh, you know, more and more of an issue. And, and the media pushes a narrative of of uh, many of the hostages, uh, families, you know, are protesting. They blocked uh, one of the main freeways in, uh, in Israel a few days ago, yesterday. Um, and they are demanding a deal, you know, where, where basically you give in to Hamas's demands to bring back the hostages, which is, of course, what Hamas knew in the first place. And this is why they took hostages. They could have killed, you know, there, uh, there's nothing Hamas wants more than to kill as many Jews as possible. And they could have killed more on October 7th, but they choose they, they chose to take hostages because they know in the long run that means they can kill more. They know... Israel will give in. Israel will release terrorists who can go back to terrorist activities, as as we've seen. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's that's uh, that's what you hear in the media. By the way, you don't hear much about some of the uh, some other protests and some of uh, the other families of the hostages, whose former protest, by the way, is the, is the only the only protest I can think of that I actually support. I'm not a fan of blocking the road to uh, get your political message across, even if it's the right one. Uh, but one thing they're doing is blocking the uh, the entrance where humanitarian aid goes from Israel yes. to, to Gaza. I think that, that is appropriate. I think yeah. that is appropriate too. That's brilliant. Um, but you you might have to explain that to some of the listeners here who aren't uh, who aren't objectivists because I, I I get the sense that most objectivists would have sympathy with this, um, but those who uh, don't think it's a humanitarian crisis that Israel is precipitating upon the uh, the poor benighted palestinian victim victimized people i don't know i mean you don't need to be an objectivist to look at this as absurd i i was on a a lift uh, like uber in the us um for our non us viewers uh in a few days ago we have, and the, we have lift we have lift here no no it, you have lift here we don't have it uh, elsewhere so I'm, oh oh, um, oh okay and yeah, the driver started talking to me and uh, he's, he's from Argentina and he said, you know, people are people don't understand what what this is like. What, why would you give aid to your enemy that started a war against you at a time of war? Uh, no, I don't think I don't think you need to be an objectivist to look at that as absurd. Maybe you need you need, uh, you, you know, objectivism would definitely help you think about uh, the situation more clearly and what what should be done and and uh and when and and how uh but all right but it's it seems like in the current state of things uh, the brains are concentrating in argentina so uh, maybe you need a college education to to make you think that you should actually supply your enemy with food and succor and comfort i don't know and rosie i forgot you're in the united states that's why i was like confused by the by the lift thing yeah, well, uh, I I like Lyft, so if they uh, wanna 
start operating in the UK. I'm all for that. But of course, the government, uh, the government protects us from a lot of things we don't need protection from, like uh, taxi apps. So in in the UK, I think it'll be difficult for them to. Uh, uh, you know those black those black those black cabs. They've probably got a nice little monopoly over there, and they they don't want that. You know, they have you know. a monopoly. Just speaking of protests, I don't support. You know, they they were protesting the existence of Uber, and Uber at some point was uh, their license was revoked, and then uh, was was given back. So yeah, this is what politicians deal with while uh, savages are are um, you know plotting to murder all of us. This the same the same thing happened in Paris. We'll get into that at some other time, but. Um, yeah, and thanks, Gail. Uh, thank you, Bonnie, for the super chats. Thank you, Regina, for becoming a YouTube member. That means you will have access to the reality show Extra, which starts in um, nine minutes or so. Um, yeah, uh, well, had a couple of other things, but any any other uh, thoughts on... Well, uh, go ahead. Say say a couple other things. I... I, I... I want to hear. I want to hear them. Well, so, um, you know, uh, Israel Israel started the military operation in the north of Gaza. Uh, they they told people to evacuate within twenty four hours. Then they started the operation weeks later. People thought, you know, it it, it wasn't impressive an impressive start. Uh, the way the north of Gaza looks now is it, it looks like Israel did the right thing there because, you know, very few buildings are still standing. But of course, everybody was evacuated and among them, the terrorists, you know, when you evacuate everybody, terrorists get out. Uh, Israel is doing the same in Rafah. They, they're telling people to get out. Uh, and I don't know how they think the terrorists won't get out. By the way, when Israel was done with the north of Gaza, people started coming back, including terrorists who have since killed soldiers, uh, soldiers there. So, um, yeah, we need we need to remember that when we look at this operation and we look at the stuff that Israel does, uh, you know, to, to keep proving to the world that they are the world's most moral army by, you know, what I think is a highly just, immoral standard. I, I know that nobody in Palestine in Gaza is going to um, see this video, but I would like to urge the Palestinian people in Rafah. If uh, if you truly want this war to end, rise up against your Hamas uh, leaders and start killing them. Start killing them. Beat them to death. Kill them. Show the Israeli people that you are on the side of civilization. Or, sorry, folks, you're going to go the way of uh, of of uh, medieval hell. If 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 you choose that, you choose it. Yeah, and and for them, you know, because they're last, they're they're, you know, they they've already seen what has happened elsewhere, so they know uh, they know their options. And if they're not fighting against Hamas, that is a, that is a clear statement. By the way, you mentioned at some point that there are one point four million people in Rafah. Never trust those numbers. I mean, those numbers are coming from the same people who on October seventh marched into Israel to uh rape and murder and uh oh, so so this is the hamas ministry of health that's telling us there's 1.4 million i don't know if it's the ministry of health or who it is that that gives those numbers but it is hamas every all, all the numbers you get from gaza are are hamas so uh, a big part of what their you know their pr campaign is to uh, to exaggerate the numbers not just of deaths but of actual people were there because that increases the humanitarian crisis because there are more people than, than yeah the, the only humanitarian crisis going on in Rafah right now is that if there are 1.4 million people they they are not in a state of revolution against Hamas 
<laughs> they're not hanging these criminals from the highest lampposts. They are not demonstrating to the world community that they actually want to act in good faith towards a civilized democratic society. They are showing us all that they like what's happening. That their their pity party that they throw on on uh, on Twitter and across the social media to try to guilt people into submitting to them just means they want to continue with their agenda. They want to continue with it. The only thing that would convince me that they don't is when they start killing Hamas uh, soldiers and leaders. Yeah, Michael says in the uh, in the chat, one point four million completely innocent unarmed babies lol yeah that's another another thing you hear from uh 50 percent of people are are under 18 look uh you know some of these numbers may be partly based on a true story and, and just exaggerated i mean yeah uh, all of them i guess are, are just exaggerated uh, there are deaths in gaza the the number uh you know is something we don't know but uh um so so yeah there there's there are all these aspects of the of the narrative are very carefully uh crafted and uh, and of you know Hamas knows what they're doing and of course the western media knows knows their role in this they um they're not they're not innocently just reporting things because they think it's true of course they do but how come how come you know the people who are looking at this can't see that Hamas is the responsible party because um, if if these casualties are continuing to mount, it's only because Hamas is refusing to surrender. So why are they calling for the ceasefire instead of the surrender of Hamas? I say um, it's I say it's altruism, but you know. I mean, I still think, uh, and thank you, Stefan, for the super chat. I still think everybody, um, everybody who who is calling for a ceasefire actually does understand what that means, and what that means is is uh, Israel surrender. There's there's no. I don't know how you can look at it. Of course, as it means that. that. Of course, it yeah. means that. But why don't why why why? So you're saying they want Israel to lose, and that seems oh, to yeah. be the case. They want Israel to lose. Yeah, I think I think this is a this is a very widespread popular uh, sentiment in in the West. Um, you know, Israel hatred is not a new thing, and uh, I think. Uh, Look, I, I, I say this often, but I encourage people to go back and watch the shows that we did on October 7th, October 8th, October 9th, because much of what we see now, we said we're going to see um, on, on this channel. And it's it's uh, very unfortunate. I know you uh, recently did a show um, about Fauda, the, the TV Talks new uh, uh, version on Kirk Barbera's channel. I, I recently rewatched re um, uh, Fauda and... There's a scene in, um, sorry for the spoiler people, but you should watch it anyway. It's not going to ruin your enjoyment of it. When when terrorists at some point uh, are talking about an attack that they're planning and one of the terrorists uh, says, look, 1,500 people are going to die and then Israel is going to be forced uh, to uh, into a military operation. And by the time they realize what's going on, the international community is going to accuse them of war crimes. And... It you know I was watching this with my wife and I paused it and I said by the way this is this was uh, this is years ago this is not something they quickly put together after October seventh but you know we we've we've known how this goes we've seen it many times and uh, yeah so so do the people who side with 
ceasefire and blame Israel for the uh, lack it's, of peace. It's the same playbook, and uh, we keep playing into it. Well, folks, uh, at 7 p.m. UK time, the reality show Extra is coming up. It's going to be Libertarians for Palestine, Lack of Principles in Action. Of course, Michael Leibowitz and I uh, and James Valiant have been challenging these guys online. Uh, and they just all they do in response is is get nasty and insult us as Randians. There's nothing really substantive that comes out of it. Dave Smith says he's going to debate me. He said he said three times I get him on DMs. I'm like, let's do it, man. Let's throw down. Never responds to me. So, um, you know, so so clearly these guys, uh, they don't want to get into a, a, a tangle with us. Yeah, uh, since I'm not going to be on that show, let me say what I think quickly. I mean, you mentioned libertarians are uh, anti-war. Again, they're uh, like the entire anti-war crowd. They're not anti-war. They're anti-the West ever winning a, a war. And uh, with with libertarians, it's so, uh, so though at least the way some of it, some of them uh, put it, it's you know they're supposedly anti-war but they are cheerleaders for the the savages wherever savages are you know if it's if it's russia if it's the palestinians uh they will support uh the, their only criteria is you have to be an anti-american anti-western savage so yeah um libertarians are are you know unfortunately the lack of philosophy uh often shows um you know in, in this movement yeah, and, for... and of course there are people who call themselves libertarians who are good people uh, but uh, they're not they're not heavily represented in uh, some of the some of the organizations and certainly not in the American Libertarian Party. So, so for people who hate the state, they have an affinity for supporting the worst states in the world. Well, folks, we're going to be starting that show right now. Razi, are you, are you, you're not going to be there. So I'll bid you adieu. Right. Yes. But let me just quickly thank uh, Kathleen for the super chat. Thank you, Jonathan. And thank you, Jonathan, again for two super chats and thank you uh cargo crew for becoming a member which means you also uh get to watch the reality show extra which is for youtube members only uh members or members through, through the website there will be a zoom link in the whatsapp group so you can join it via zoom so please join us now and in that little space of time before you join us check your premises peace guys